Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. <laughs> and liberating things for me and I think why this thing came to fruition uh, you know I made a big deal that this stayed quiet you know and, and you know first of all you know what I was doing I was um, you know part of the rumors are things fly out of that building and so I wanted to see could I trust this building in the building. He wants harmony. 
Um, we can't beat around the bush. We got to get right to do I want to work for these people? To me, um, that's an awesome deal. And I understand, I think just from being around it, from being a football fan, from being up there in Stanford, playing for Bill, um, from being around Ronnie and feeling his presence, to Tina Turner and Bill Ringler on that staff, I just get, you know, what dawned upon me. This isn't just a normal franchise. This is one of the iconic franchises in football. And the opportunity to restore that to its glory and to work really hard to do that, 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 that just got me. And so... What's up, y'all? It's your boy Niner Faithful. Uh, I'm juiced. This is going to be dope. Okay, so we're doing our two hour show. What's up, y'all? It's your boy Niner Faithful. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in this week. Hope everyone had a blessed week. Today, we got a special two hour episode of Niner Faithful Radio. Um, We're going to go ahead and do some pregame notes and take your calls and text. Um, Adam's working on getting some people to call in. I'm, I'm hoping that some of the people that I reached out to <clears throat> will be calling in. Oh, where's time to be coming down with the cold? Um, so start off the show I'm trying to load it up right now. The computers, okay, cool. So, we got the inactives for the game. Right now it's loading. It's taking forever to load. Okay, well, this is the article. It's about the tight end, Ross Dwelly. The Niners announced on Monday that they have promoted tight end, Ross Dwelly, to the active roster for the team's practice squad. In order to make room on the roster, the team waived Defensive lineman Ryan DeClaire, a 23-year-old native of El Dorado Hills, California, slash by sack. Dwelly was 6'5", 240, originally signed with the Niners as an undrafted rookie free agent on April 30th, 2018 from the University of San Diego. He appeared in 47 games, 44 starts, and totaled 197 receptions for 2,300, 2,3,05, and yards and 26 touchdowns during his five-year career with the I don't even know what that says as a senior in 2018 he first earned team all pioneer football league honors after he saw action in 12 games 10 stars for registered 50 reception for three for 663 yards and 10 touchdowns he released was released by San Francisco on September 1st, 2018, and signed the team's practice squad the following day. Dwelly will wear number 82. Uh, Declare was pronounced on the active roster against the Cardinals last week. So, okay, apparently that's not. I thought, I'm sorry, y'all, that, I thought that was the inactive. Um, okay. That's the last thing to come out. So they haven't even announced the inactives. I know it's um, is Adam calling. Okay. Um, you know what? Let me let me go ahead and play one more song, and then let me get Adam to come on. And um, we're gonna go ahead and just here. There you go. We got some shout-outs to do and everything like that. So 
right, cool. So Adam is okay. He's gonna be calling right back. Um, Adam, the call dropped, but uh, Adam will be called right back. So let me go ahead and go through my reads real quick. And by the time that happens, we should be Gucci with Adam. Um, before we get started today, oh, what's up, y'all? It's your boy Niner Faithful. Thank you for listening. Uh, y'all know the number, 646-668-8467. The text line, 785-3015. Go on and hit us up. We were on for two hours today. Well, a little, a little less than two hours now. But, yeah, so before we get started, it's official. Please come. Follow us on Patreon. Look what kind of rewards we got. We got special rewards, like, for example, um, why is this thing acting retarded? Um, we'll send the show to you personally. Uh, I got a personal blog that I'll be writing for Patreon that will be exclusive strictly through Patreon. Um, and it will be delivered however you need me to deliver it. So, six minutes. We'll need less than that. Go to patreon.com forward slash Niner Faithful Radio. Hit the follow. See what we got going on over there. And uh, we appreciate everything. Want to save on all ticket purchases? Go to SeatGiant.com and use the promo code NinerFaithfulRadio, all one word, and save as well as help the show out. We'll get a small percentage. That website, again, is SeatGiant, S-E-A-T-G-I-A-N-T.com, and the promo code to use is NinerFaithfulRadio, just like the show title. Also, as always, Radio AFS has advertising packages for as little as $25 a month. Go ahead and email me at NinerFaithfulRadio at gmail.com or message me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram for more details. Ladies and gentlemen, the man, the myth, the, the man who, according to a friend of mine, is, is, is just oh so sexy. <laughs> I had to give him him shit for that. Um, Mr. Adam from 49ers Insiders. What's up, Adam? How you doing? Not too bad, big dog. How you doing today? Thanks for having me on. As always, as always, Brett, it's a pleasure having you on. So I'm I'm juiced. I'm pumped. This is the uh, first time Niner Faithful Radio has been able to actually be on air before or even just before or after whatever uh, actual game. Um, we didn't play Monday. I, I only started the, the show last year, and we didn't play on Monday night last year. And then the one time we played on Thursday, I just kept the show Monday and just waited, you know, it was, what, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. But four days after the game instead of the day after. But, um, yeah, I, I'm pumped. I'm juiced. Um now, on last week's show, we went ahead and um, – oh, before we actually get started, why don't you go ahead and introduce your boy that's going to be coming on at 
to, uh, to kind of take Chase Isidero. Sorry about that. Yeah, his name is Chase Isidero. Um, he's a local uh, San Diego guy. He's actually uh, going to be meeting up with me tonight for the first time uh, to actually go to the 49ers bar and watch the game. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, definitely knows the stuff. He goes on a weekly radio show here in San Diego to discuss the 49ers and such. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to it. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to having him on, um, him on Eric. Getting, of course, always we love having you on, but we love having you on, bro. Or else we wouldn't have you. I wouldn't have you on every every week. But I appreciate getting that. always getting a fresh perspective is uh, is always awesome. And uh, you know, except for mine because. I'm not gonna not come on my show, but anyway, um, <laughs> unless you're in the hospital, so, I mean, shoot, you're the type of guy. Even if you were in the hospital, obviously nothing too crazy serious, you would probably still do the darn radio show. I, I probably really, honestly, because so big shout out goes to Jennifer. She is the first person to come to me. That ever since I told her about the show, that I know for a fact listens to every episode live except one, which she just listened to it later. And so I'll like, you know, she's like, I always say she's my biggest fan. That not saying that obviously I know there's many other people that have listened to every show. I love every one of y'all, but she's the first one that's actually like, you know, I've talked to and it's been like, yeah, bro, like I've listened to every show, you know, and. So she went out and um, so I, I had to give her a shout out. But but anyway, getting to the game, I, I remember last show we were trying to. I said, okay, I'll, I'll kind of get Niners offense versus Packers defense. You can get Packers offense versus Niners defense. So my number one question that I have for you this week is: we, we all know, as I anybody who's read my Keys to victory this week. By the way, thanks for retweeting it, bro. I, I know I don't always like you know shout you out or anything, but I really do appreciate you retweeting it. That, that's awesome. your love and support, baby. Thank you. Much love, bro. And you know, I always every time I see whatever you do, I always love and retweet as well, bro. But for sure. But so, um, basically, Cam Emmon, who does the um, local newspaper. Here in San Jose, he, he, he covers the Niners for, for the Mercury News. He kind of had a little, he had five kind of little keys, little things to victory. And and, and before I, I'm, I get into, you know, what he said, I kind of wanted to get your little uh, opinion versus, you know, what you've studied and, and take away what you kind of think yeah. of them. Uh, uh, number one, take care of the football. Yeah, I think that's kind of self-explanatory. Right. I mean, the, the, I mean, you know, five turnovers cost us a game against a winless team. Uh, I mean, uh, the double one no from somebody who was, you know, physically at the game last year. Oh, wait, we got a call, live caller. Hold on, I didn't even see that. Um, hold on, we we got a caller coming on air. What's up? How you doing? You're on Nine Faithful Radio. What's going on, TJ? What's up, Adam? It's Nick. What's going on? Hey, not too bad, my man. How you doing what's today? What's up, Nick? How you doing, bro? I'm doing good, man. Just checking in, checking in, seeing what's going on over there. 
Nothing, nothing. Okay, so ladies and gentlemen, hold on. Let me give you a proper introduction, bro. This is this is Nick O'Hara, the founder and, and, and basically the big shot at nothing, nothing but Niners. So um, we went and finally got to meet when it was a home opener against Detroit, when it, we were able to hang out the, the night before the game. And so um, trying to get this man on the show, um, Adam, I know that you, you've been wanting to, you know, get him on the show as well. Um, Heck yeah. So what, what, what's, now that we're, we're all three of us are together right now, uh, what's your kind of takeaway uh, pregame? How, how you feeling about this one, Nick? All right. So, I mean, obviously, you know, we're a little, I'm a little worried because we're a little banged up. Obviously, all Niners fans know that. Um, there's a couple big takeaways that I take away from this game. Um, mm-hmm. Matt Breida should be playing this week. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm happy about that or not yet, just because of the fact that if he's completely 100% fine, I'm happy with that. But the fact of us not calling up a running back, you know, from the practice squad yeah. and us actually putting uh, Ross Dwelly instead, um, says, has another thing that I'm a little worried about. Is George Kittle going to play? I know he's been limited in practice this week, um, along with Garrett Selleck has been, um, you know, uh, banged up a little bit as well with a knee injury. So I'm kind of looking forward to see who starts in that position because uh, Green, Bay's, Green Bay's defense um, has allowed a ton of yards to tight ends this year. And I think if George Kittle mm-hmm. can play this, um, I think that could help us a lot. Um, obviously, the health of Joe Staley, um, the health of Matt Breida. You know, protect. Go ahead. Uh, basically, the health of everybody except Lincoln Tomlinson on the offensive line. Yeah, yeah, and that is that is pretty much on point. I mean, you you say it you know, perfectly. Yeah. So I but, mean, Adam. Oh, go ahead. The number one biggest thing we have to do is, is obviously you said it earlier in the show, uh, you know, Cam Inman yeah. was saying as well in his top five things. Uh, number one thing is we got to protect the football. We can't, yeah. we can't go out there and run 92 offensive plays, have the ball for 40 minutes to a 19 minutes from like what we had in, in Arizona. Um, 33 first you know, downs. Yeah, 30, you know, 33 first downs, 92 offensive plays. 40 minutes time of possession, and we completely dominated that Arizona Cardinals team, which excites me a little bit because our defense played better, but we were also going up against the number 31 deep, uh, offense in the league. Um, yeah. But allowing those turnovers in, in, in crucial areas and allowing them to score, um, you know, basically took that hands out of our, you know, took that game out of our hands, so... Yeah, definitely. I mean, as coming from somebody who was physically at the game, uh, um, it, it, it I didn't know 92 plays. You know, if you would have asked me the second that game ended, hey, how many plays did the Niners run? I would have not known 92 off the top of my head. Um, I, I would have guessed the 40 minutes. I would have been like, you know what, it, it did seem like we really did have the ball majority of the game. You know, uh, very encouraging thing I felt is, like you said, against the 31st offense, against a rookie quarterback making his first road start. Uh, pretty much fuck what anybody says. 
Um, I can't speak about the home opener personally as far as, you know, the atmosphere of being at the game. But the atmosphere was fine from, oh, yeah. you know, what I atmosphere was at Levi's. Yeah, the, the atmosphere was fine. The, the players were clearly jumping, you know, their hub, hyping, you know, pumping us up and everything. You know, where I was sitting, I was sitting in, in section 125. So, you know, I was pretty much sitting in the end zone. But I, I was up higher. And, you know, it, it was packed and everybody was standing up and, you know, jumping and everything like that. So, you know, it, it, it basically, yeah, like like you said, Cam Amen, don't, don't don't turn over the ball. I mean, that, that cost us the game. Um, yeah, that's definitely – I mean, in any football game, turnovers are, are – you know, your, the turnover battle is going to be crucial to, to you winning a football game, obviously. Um, you have to exactly. – the the other thing I'm looking forward to or looking to see this week is more capitalization when we have the ball that long. You know, only putting up 18 points, and I understand we turned over the ball five times. We missed a field goal. We missed an extra point, which is not, you know, normal for Robbie Gold. But we have to take those points. We missed two-point um, conversions. Yeah, yeah, we missed the two-point conversion. So, um Look, look for look for this week a lot of play time from Richie James, um, as well as Victor Bolden. Um, I'd like to see Richie James a lot more than we have. Uh, you know, last game being active, he only played in the fourth quarter pretty much. You know, he got about three or four receptions, I believe. Um, the biggest takeaway from today or for tonight's game though is we got to create pressure one way or another. We can't. I know all Niners fans have been saying this all year long. But we we have to generate pressure. We cannot if we hit Aaron Rodgers, we have to wrap and sack him. We can't. We have to bring him down. We can't let him uh, get outside of the pocket because if he gets outside the pocket, he's going to eat our, that zone defense up. That's well, true. good news for us. And sorry to interrupt you there, Nick. Uh, he he's he had a setback, I believe, on Thursday, so he's very banged up. And yeah. good thing for us, the strength is up the middle. So. As long as, you know, Buck, A.A., Thomas, you know, whoever's in there, Sheldon Day, Mitchell, like, at least the good news is he's, he's probably not going to be doing hardly any rollouts, uh, a lot of short passes. Mm-hmm. But obviously our defense and team is kind of set up for that, and we're finally healthy on defense. Um, yeah. Obviously that's and, always positive and, news. And, Adam, you're, you're absolutely 100% correct. And the thing that I liked about last week's defense was we Robert Sala actually implemented blitz packages with Ruben Foster Blitzman. I think that was key to our defense last week. Yes. Um, I, yes. Think, I think Ruben oh, Foster geez. needs it as a blitzer. So, I think that will help. Um, dropping but Sala the problem, Aaron Rodgers is number one in the league against the blitz. So, I don't know. I'm a little hesitant to do it, but uh, maybe you do it up early, you know, and kind of test them out. Well, well also the fact is, is, is let, let's be realistic on what one of Aaron Rodgers' best qualities is, is he has probably the quickest release we've ever seen of any court, any quarterback I've ever seen in my lifetime. Yeah, I you do. know, but I can sit there and, and tell you, yes, I remember watching him play. And, you know, he, his, his, his release is insanely quick. I mean, the, the point to me is, is, is pretty much – Cam even put it in his. It was key number two in, in, in my keys to victory was, yeah. I mean, you know, sacks, obviously, yeah, you know, you know, sacks are, are, are primo. But you know what? I, I, I would test, you know, I would hit Aaron Rodgers. And and, and if Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is going to get more passes off than, than more times he's going to be, you know, on the ground. And, you know, 
to me is is to get to Nick's point about Ruben Foster being sent on the bits. Let, let's be realistic. Is, is you know Ruben Foster has good cover skills and you know and is fine in that area. But what's Ruben Foster's best position, or, or, or best? How is he best utilized? Is seek and destroy? Is Ruben there's the ball? You know, go get the ball, go hit the ball. You know, and, and, and seek and destroy. So. I think he's got I mean, a really shine tonight. I really do. That Ruben Foster is going to be a good blister. Well, you can tell him, hey, look, there, there's where you're going to go hit the quarterbacks. And I'm not, not, not saying we need to move Ruben Foster or Ruben Foster needs to be blitzed all, but I mean, if two, three times a game, I see Ruben Foster coming up in the middle trying to hit the quarterback. Yeah. You know, and like, he, he, like was, he was definitely one of the best blitzers in Alabama. Um, yeah, but what I mean by utilizing him is he doesn't need to blitz every package, but if we're not getting pressure on the outside or in the middle, we got to dial up some blitz packages. We got to be able to defend that coverages and we have to be able to have our, our guys not to call them out, but Adrian Colbert taking the right angles, knowing the coverages, being able to approach the, the defender or the, the offender in the right position. Um, because guys, Richard Sherman has only been targeted, what, three times, only allowed one catch for, I think, 19 yards injury. Yeah. He's got an ankle injury that he's nursing. Um, and faithful, please just don't drop off on Akello yet. He is playing injured. He is a young yeah, DB. But, um, he's been a full participant for almost two weeks now. So I think I think you'll see a good showing from him tonight, but obviously we're all just hopeful. Right. Well, and, and well this is a point I had – talked to a gentleman this morning, a, a fellow faithful. He was the offensive coordinator at one of the little, you know, power leagues and, and stuff in, in San Jose. And we were talking and everything. And, and I said, you know, to more, the point is that it, it's, I, I call it the Jimmy G cool effect. And that that you know having an a uh, a a good quarterback we all agree Jimmy G cool is a good quarterback great you know elite whatever we'll see I think eventually he will be but you know he's a good quarterback you know I I can't think of many young quarterbacks you would wa- really want to start over him um so almost if 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 you take away Jimmy G cool what, what you've seen is a ripple effect. And I think what you've seen is that maybe as a football team, we're not as far as long as we thought we were. And as much as we hate to admit it as faithful, I hate to admit it because, look, I made a, a, a living pumping it up and, and living off of it. <laughs> the, the five-game sample was a small sample. And, and I happened to bring this up to a part, another coach of mine, who coached him, who, whose opinion I really do trust. And and we were talking yesterday. I said, look, if you look at majority of our starting defense, Adrian Colbert, uh, Chukwaski Tar, I know he's over 16, but Chukwaski Tar hasn't started that many games. Uh, uh, Solomon Thomas, how many has Eric Armstead started? How many has DeForest Buckner really started? You know, you, Adrian Colbert, Akilo, obviously Richard Sherman is fine. You know, he, he he's a veteran. So so my thing about it is is 
is I think what you're seeing is, is, is two things, and I wanted to get y'all, both of y'all's opinion on these, is that one is that you got to take, a, you take two steps forward, but you take one step back, and you're still a step forward. And I, I really think that, and two, is I really stick by what I said before the season when I think this is a way better, is going to be a way better football team, especially the last five games of the season. They, we're going to be an exponentially better football team. I think things like tackling, I think like things understanding the scheme, I think like things like mental errors, which you clearly are playing with players that haven't played in the scheme that way. Adrian Colbert, I watched that play that play happened in the end zone I was sitting in. Is I watched it in, and I remember looking, I said the only way this is not a touchdown is if, is if, if Josh, Josh Rosen misses the pass, and he didn't. He hit it right and tried, and I said, that's a touchdown. Yeah, I saw that's right. Much right all I said, did that game to win, really. I said he's fighting on the play. He's trying to and, and and you fault him, but you don't fault him because he's trying to make a play. I mean, can we agree on that? He's clearly trying to make a pick or or yeah, or, or hitting. Uh, I don't know. I mean, but I mean, that's not over. I mean, I'm not overly going to emphasize. Once again, the guy has what six, seven career starts, something like that. Ridiculous. Yeah, but, exactly. Uh, <laughs> if I may, if I may give some optimism, and sorry to cut the both of you guys off. Let me run through the, the defense stats no, 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 really ahead, quick. So we're number eleven in the league on total defense, total yards yes, with ball. Yes, 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 Actually, let me do, let me do a little tell the tape as far as Packers. Uh, um, offense versus the defense. Yeah. So, and then you, and then that tweet that you put out earlier, too. That was a good tweet. Yeah, I don't know if you want to see that, just in case, uh, you know, some listeners out there haven't seen it. But we match up really well with our offense. So, the number 10 in total offense, we're 11th on total deep. Uh, total yards, they're number nine, we're number 12. Uh, total points, they score 15. Ours is 30th, but it's pretty deceiving if you think about all the turnovers, which led to easier points for opposing offenses. Uh, Green Bay is number 19 in rushing. We're uh, seventh. And then pass yards per game, uh, they throw for their number 10. And then we give up, we're the 15th ranked. Um, yards per play, we're seventh. Green Bay's offense is number 13. So really, we match up really well with our offense, in my own personal opinion. Uh, no Randall Cobb or Geronimo Allison tonight, which is obviously we'll take it as 49er fans, right? So uh, the key to the game tonight, I think it's our offense. Is, is it yeah. solid? Just, just real quick, and I'll let you speak. Is that uh, Nick? Do you have uh, the official inactives out? I haven't seen anything as far on the website or anything as far as as the Coming official. Out five inactive. minutes, I believe. Five minutes. Cool. Uh, could you update? Interrupt whoever it is. Twenty-five minutes. Twenty-five minutes. Yeah. Uh, that's going to be before the three o'clock. Cool. Um, whoever's talking. Uh, just interrupt so we can keep that. Um, I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm looking at to Nick's point. Nick brought it up earlier. I'll give him credit for that. Um, George, I'm, I'm curious about if Lost Dwelly has to do with either George Kittle or, or Garrick Sully. I think obviously well, one of them is not going to play. <laughs> good news is it looks like Cole Wick is the one not going to be playing. It looks like Kittle will end up playing yeah. like I kind of well, thought he was. Um, he was uh, – Obviously sorry, not Cole nice. Like, like Cole was cool. He signed my autograph, like, you know, he was a nice dude and everything. So, like, sorry you're injured, bro, but no offense. I'd rather have George Kittle and and Garrett. Yeah, I mean, uh, so it looks like Kittle is going to play because uh, I believe uh, Chris Spiderman ended up uh, saying that – so pretty much Trent Taylor and Pettis were out there as kind of like the guys are going to be inactive and kind of going through a little bullshit Mm -hmm. warm-ups. 
Um, and Kittle was not out there. So signs are early signs are pointing that he will be active. It's just a little precaution because okay. Dwelly okay. is our second best, in my own personal yes. opinion, uh, pass catching tight end. Obviously, he can't block that well, but just in case something happens to Kittle, he can be able to function in offense still. Right. Okay. So Nick, go ahead. You you you're going to speak. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I agree with everything Adam said. I mean, numbers numbers yeah. definitely for our team this year are definitely deceiving. Um, you know, we do rank, you know, pretty well in certain things. And like I said, or like Adam said, you know, being ranked down at the bottom there, um, you know, you have so to take into consideration. City. Yeah, you have to take into consideration um, the uh, turnovers that we've had. We've had a ton of turnovers. Um, the biggest thing with C.J. Bessard is, he has to, and you can see some signs. You've seen some signs of him doing better than he was last year of, you know, evading the pocket and being able to get out of the pocket and, and stepping up in the pocket and taking and making those throws. But one thing I think that we really have to do this game is we have to test Green Bay by going deep. We have not gone deep in probably the last three weeks. We haven't really, we've been depending on a run game, which has been, phenomenal with Matt Breida, you know, only touching the ball 10 to 12 times, averaging, you know, 7.8 yards a carry. Um, we haven't really been throwing the football. Yeah, well, great news. is obviously good when hasn't been healthy, and he's hopefully yeah. he's very yeah, close to 100%. Yeah, I was going to say that. He's ranked number two against the pass. So, uh, you know, we'll yeah, see what happens. I'll be I believe in Shani. And I think that's I think that's one of the biggest things that we need to do is we need to test Green Bay deep. We need to get that play action working, um, depending yeah. on uh, you know Breeze's status and how he is playing. Yeah. Um, hopefully, like I said, hopefully he is a hundred percent, and you know he does and he is able to finish the game that he doesn't come in and then re-injure. Uh, you know, it was a mid ankle sprain, so you know they can take a week or two, depending on you know obviously your uh, mentality to get back on it. Um, but like I said, the biggest thing I think that we need to take away from this game uh, tonight is I think I don't think we're going to get blown out. It's it's definitely you know there's definitely always a chance for an upset. Um, but also, yeah. in in case of uh, people you know there there is a chance that we can lose this game. There is a chance we can win this game. But for us to win this game, everything in our factors has to go correctly. So we can't have exactly we can't have we can't have blown you know blown coverages. We have to be able to hold on to the football. If, I believe that if we can do all of that, Kyle Shanahan will scheme guys open. Our offense will continue to move the football down the field as they have all year. But the defense is going to be crucial, whether it's pressure, whether it's coverages, whether it's tackles, whether it's penalties. They have to come up big this game. Um, I saw a little bit, you know, Robert Stiles has been taking a lot of heat, um, you know, from 49er fans, you know, firing him and all this other, you know, nonsense stuff. I had Ian Williams on our show uh, just before the home opener, and he said yeah. something to me that, that basically took me down back to earth as well, is saying that 49ers fans, as much as we are looking for that winning-type team right now, we have to have patience with this team. This team is very young. He said, as when he came into the league, it takes you a good two years to even become fully developed into the NFL role. Um if you look back, the Forrest Buckner is going on his third year. He's starting to come to his own. Solomon Thomas yeah. is going in his second year right now. Eric Armstead, he's really not even a two-year player because he's been injured. So he hasn't even been yeah. in, you know, he's been in the league, but he hasn't been playing in that in that mentality. Let's um, not forget all the scheme changes either. Right. 
Right. Ton, tons of coach changes, tons of scheme changes, tons of uh, positional player changes. So there's been a lot. So as Niners fans, like, I was, I was one of them on the, the Jimmy G hype train and stuff like that. Do I feel that we oh, got a small sample with him and paid him? Yes, but the reason – the reason I'm not against it is because this front office did what they thought that they needed to do, and that was get a franchise quarterback under their contract, their six-year contract, of how long they have. And they, John Lynch has always said it: be patient. You know, I know, understand. A lot of fans are mad that you know that we didn't go out and get the, you know a Khalil Mack or you know a Josh Gordon or things like that. There is a plan for the Niners team. The plan is upcoming free agency. Oh uh, yes. Just, just real quick. Don't get it twisted. I, I think Jimmy G. Cool is the truth. I think that he will. You know, that's why I make the song. Jimmy is our king. He'll win us our sixth ring. And on that day, the faithful will sing. Jimmy is our king. I really yes. do believe I mean, Jimmy will. G. Cool will win us our six, our, the next multiple rings. You know, is what we're building. Is, is I think that. What the, and I'm not gonna lie. I, I felt it too, and everything. And that's why I, I love nothing but Niners. 49ers, insiders, everything that, by the way, thank you, Kim. You, you're right. She's not, the, Jennifer is not the only one that listens to every show. Thank you, Kim. Everybody else. Um, but, you know, that's why I love is because I know y'all felt it too because we all felt it because we're all Niner fans. And so this is what we do. We're all faithful to our squad. And so I, I believe that if you take away, and, and me, Adam's opinion kind of, I don't want to say differ because I, I agree with him. I think that if, if you got to kind of take Jimmy G. Cool out the picture. Was there any reason to believe that the Niners were going to go on that five-game winning streak last year without Jimmy G. Cool? No. No. Yeah. I'm so, 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 okay, cool. Now, 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 this year you can make argument getting Kirk Cousins, you know, you know, and okay, fine. But, you have to really understand is that it was interesting. I, um, I forget who it was, but somebody last year had somebody on, uh, like somebody from ESPN or something, and they said it's easier to go from a 2-14 and 14 to 6-10, and 10, you know, 7-9, and nine, maybe 8-8, eight eight, you know what I'm saying, that kind of region team than it is from, a, you know, that level team to a – Contending team. Yeah. Right. I mean, and don't get it mixed up. The the Niners were not a Super Bowl contending team this year. No. no. Like, right. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's why I'm not well, mad. You know what I mean? I'm right. not like, you know, let's just go all in next team. year. Right. My attitude. Let me let me give you one stat. Okay. Go, let go me ahead. Give go you ahead. One stat real quick, TJ, about Jimmy Garoppolo. Yes. If you look back and you look at Kyle Shanahan's years in Atlanta. Right, mm-hmm. Matt Ryan was not Matt Ryan under Kyle Shanahan until year two, his right. second yep. year in the system. Okay, that's this what I'm year, betting on. And and I'm gonna give props to Mike, my co-host on this, because this is what he has been mm-hmm. saying the entire time. Jimmy Garoppolo, this was Jimmy Garoppolo's first year in the system. Really, truly, technically, yeah. technically, he hasn't even been here for a year. year. We got him on Halloween. People forget. Right. Right, and people forget that. So they're thinking, yes. okay, Jimmy Garoppolo's had a whole off season. Well, guess what? Jimmy Garoppolo came in in October of Halloween of last year, crunched everything that he could, and even there was, there was videos and stuff out that he was calling his own plays because he didn't even know what the yeah. hell to do in the playbook. Right. 
And the only reason why he did step in is because CJ got hurt, in my opinion. Right. Yeah. Right. So he was pushed into an offense that he did not know. Secondly, this was his really his first year in a full off season and then only playing four weeks because of an injury. Don't expect next year that Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be the full yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo as well. This team is, is – I'm not going to say we're seven pieces away, but we're definitely a pass rusher away. We're definitely – yeah, yeah, yeah. what Jarek McKinnon and Matt Breida can do together. We're definitely a running back away, and we're definitely a top, top, like top tier wide receiver along with uh, top tier wide receiver, running back, and pass rush immediately right off the board that you have to think of that we are away from being a Super Bowl contender. So okay. we have to take we have and to take you the good told with the me, bad. Yeah. Well you would have told me you remember when we met the, the the week before the Super Bowl. You had me on, we did it at at uh San Pedro Square. We did the live video yeah. and I said Super Bowl contenders next year to Super Bowl fifty four. We'll be super, yep. super Bowl fifty four. Because to me, it, it, it is is this is what if you would tell me my attitude towards the Niners this year was we were gonna to your point both of y'all's point Adam Adam and Nick was that if you figure around this time give or take would be around the year mark Jimmy G cool or well, a little bit later this month would be around the year mark he came here so the but, second half of the season. I figured, okay, that would be around a year. You would see maybe – you would see, I think, a lot of growth with not just him, the team, some scheduling, obviously, benefits, and then get in the playoffs, and you never – shit, you never know what could happen. The only thing right. is – That was my attitude towards the team. Right. And, and that's – it's not a bad attitude. Like, my, my opinion on that, though, is, is in football, it's not a calendar year. You can't go yeah. from October to October as a year because you have the yeah, off season yeah, exactly. plus everything else. Sure. So a full year, meaning 16 exactly. full games, plus games and, you know yeah. if, if you make the playoffs, like a complete football season. So from from mini camp all the way till Super Bowl or when you're done playing that year, I consider a full yeah. year. It took Matt Ryan two years, like one full year to actually learn that system and then have the best career or career year of his entire season. So um, fans have to understand that, and they have to step back off the Jimmy Garoppolo. Does it suck? Absolutely, 100%. Does it hurt our team? Yes. But does the loss of Jimmy Garoppolo the only thing that hurt us? No. The lack of pass rush. Uh, Reuben Foster suspended for two games. Still bringing up new uh, linebackers, as in Fred Warner, um, first-year player. You know, um, Solomon. Three new offensive linemen. Yeah, offensive linemen trying to gel. And our offensive line is way better than it was last year. Right. And it ends up with three new starters. Ridiculously better than last year. Love you, Daniel Kilgore. You were a Niner. All respect. But Western Richburg is way better than you. Give me, I'll take the occasional downgrade that. Mike McGlinchey is in his rookie year, mind you, pass blocking than Trent Brown, to have him be the best graded by PFF, best graded offensive lineman in the league. Yeah. In his rookie and, year. 
And the entire thing. And he has a bit bad as a pass as a pass protector. Right. Yeah, because it's all there was some clips against him and Melvin Ingram. He won he won the majority of the battles and barely I don't even think he this might have given a walk. Well, I think he almost he got beat, but he didn't give up a sack, so it didn't matter. Right. I think what was it? Like one pressure all preseason? I know damn well he didn't give up a sack all preseason. Yeah, no. The, so the offensive line the offensive line pass blocking as well as um run blocking has been a phenomenal upgrade. There's 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 it's hope to huge look forward shout out to Mike that. Person. Oh, Mike playing hobbled and doing a pretty solid job. Freaking, you know, he was the number three going. He was behind Cooper, in my opinion. He was like, I thought Cooper originally was going to start when we signed him, but to be behind pretty much the third string and then you end up winning the job and doing a fantastic job while being hurt, love it. Got to love it. And the only thing, and okay. this is, this is the compliment. What you said, Adam, is is um, Mike Pearson. A lot of people were screaming for Joshua Garnett to come in behind him because our run game was a lot better when in the beginning of the season. So in preseason when Joshua Garnett was in, they were always running to the opposite side of Joshua Garnett. But Joshua Garnett was opening crazy holes. Myself and Mike, we we would analyze the hell out of this. Um, He's just stronger. He's just just a little better for the inside game. You know what I mean? But as far as outside, I think Mike Person still moves a little better. Or it could just be uh, overall the trust factor with Shanahan. You know how he is. Right. Especially and, in pass pro. And that's what I was going to say was, Pearson has changed all of him in preseason to only better each week. He continually yes. gets better, playing, even playing hurt. He is continually getting better. So, right now, if I had a greater offensive line, I'd probably give them, like, a B-minus right now um, because there okay. is a lot of new guys there. We have a first, you know, a first uh, a rookie playing uh, left tackle. Right. They're only ascending, right for tackle. sure, for sure. Right, so definitely I would give them a B. That's something to look forward to um, in this season um, as well as going forward. The, the only thing that I think I need to express to fans is just cut some slack to Lynch and Shanahan. They're doing the best that they can right now. They're, they're not going to just sign somebody because of a name. They're signing what fits their system. They're signing what's going to make these players better all around and putting people in position to win. So I can't take this that This is my yet. thing about it is, is – is, to me, I think what makes what we do cool and where, to me, I tell people I'll never be a media member. I will always be a fan. You feel me? I'll always yeah. call myself yeah. a fan. So, yeah, mix would be cool, right? <laughs> yeah, cool. But, like, if I will identify as Niner faithful, bro. Like, I'm a faithful. You feel me? So, yeah. but the thing to me is when you could use logic and reason and stats and whatnot, and, and not just, oh, I'm a Niner fan, so I'm just going to walk around and blah, 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 blah. everything and is let's be honest, goes a lot of that is freaking social media. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, a yeah. lot of it is. But to me, it's like, look, w- w- you can do logic. So to me, I look at logically like, okay, the rest of this year, I think we all three of us are happy to see, you know, Richie James. I want to eventually see Julian Taylor. Sleeper tonight. You Sleeper know, tonight. Yeah, Richie James, you know, sleeper alert, I should say. I think Kendrick will have a good you know, game as well. Anyway, go on. I'm sorry. Now, your hope, if you're like me, the way I look, I know a lot of people are going to scream at me and, and negative and whatever. Might turn off the show. I hope not. I hope not that last part. But to me, this, to me, the the way I look at it is every time my football team walks on the field, there's one one thing and one goal, and that's to win. 
That's just the way I always look at it. So, me personally. Yeah, and, and no matter so if you're a Niner fan. So, the way I look at it is what you would want ideally as a Niner fan and to be logical about it is, okay, well, cool. Richie James shows to be what we all expect him to be, which is a semi-dynamic, you know, playmaker. Matt Breida gets healthier. C.J. Beathard gets, which kind of funny, has almost at the end of the year or, you know, pretty approaching pretty closely, we'll have more starts in Shanahan's offense and Jimmy G. Cool. Um, you know, we'll start to improve. Things, you know, will we'll start to look better. And to me, if you're a person like me that wants to see the team win, that's what you're looking forward to, and that's what's having you have faith every week. It's like, look, if things are right, and I'm just not saying people are going to be superstars or whatever right away, but if you would hope. Richie James kind of shows you some things. And, you know, uh, I don't know, maybe getting Marquise Dillon back for more than 96 snaps, you know, might help a little bit. You know, if if, if you told, told me, let's all be realistic. If you would have told me you'd lose Jimmy G. Cool, Jarek McKinnon, Marquise, but essentially, for the most part, Marquise Goodwin for pretty much the whole year. Um, basically, your whole O-line is going to be hurt. Um, turnovers. You know, uh, Kilo Witherspoon's essentially been hurt. Sherman missed the game. And Adrian Colbert, what, missed, what, one or two games? Yeah, I think two. Missed, yeah. Two. I think he missed, yeah. It was like two. I think, I think, I think, I think it was two games, but I think he started, I think game, he came in he played just game. Yeah, he just played one. Yeah, the I think he played special teams on the one. Yeah, exactly, exactly. The thing that concerns me, and this is what I look for with Brita and Kittle and, and, and every pretty much essentially the way I looked at it is pretty much everybody's listed as questionable, you know, pretty much for the most part. Um, there's a couple – I'll go ahead and let y'all kind of work it out, but I want to look at a couple of things, but I just want to say this real quick, is that uh, the thing that concerns me with a lot of these players is it's going to be cold as shit in Green Bay. The, the, the later – let's say, you know – Midway through the third quarter, start of the fourth quarter, it's going to start to be cold as shit. And, you know, a lot of these ankle injuries, knee injuries, you know, things are going to start acting up. I'd be yeah. curious to see, you know, that that's the thing. If, if you would ask me one of the biggest concerns that's not controlled by the Niners, you know, and our play on the field and, you know, our coaching, it, it would be that. Is that you know what uh, I think our advantage, and this has happened to a lot to Green Bay, our advantage would be to jump on them early. God, jump on them early. I mean, I'll, I'll and then believe obviously in taking a lead. Yeah, jump on them early, yeah. and then just hit the shit out of Aaron Rodgers, and hope that you know our defense can hold up. <laughs> Take the flag, just get his ass out. <laughs> just I, I don't know, bro. Like. Just you know, I can tell you, it, I can tell you it was kind of best. You know what? Aaron Rodgers on one knee, great elite, still Hall of Famer. You know what? Just, I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers on one knee can't just deliver every single week. I can tell you one That's thing. Saying. If we're if if it comes down to two minutes left or three or four minutes left in the game, 
Don't score as fast oh, as cool. Kansas City did and give give them that time to to score because it will happen. Yeah. You know who is a you low know, key um, key factor on offense in my own personal opinion? I think Alfred Morris is the guy nobody's kind of really talking about. But like you said about the weather and everything along those lines, you got to remember mm-hmm. you are we're number two or I'm sorry we're number four in the league um, in rushing and Green Bay's 15. So. Uh, Obviously, Breda's going to be limited. Even I think he is going to be a go, but he's going to be limited as far as his reps go. Um, so, Alfred Morris, if, they, if I, I don't know what kind of production we're going to get, but I hope he gets a great game because obviously that would be good for us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, absolutely. Let's, let's let's put it the, the realistic Shanahan game plan. I mean, Shanahan's aggressive. You clearly saw last week we're going to throw the ball. You know, this is not going to be a 50-50 football team. Uh, no. You know, uh, it, it, it's just not. So, ideally, the best defense in this case situation is the best run offense. And so, to me, I'm looking at Alfred Morris, and I'm saying, you know what? Matt Breida is at 60, 75%. Um, you know, uh, it's the fourth quarter. Maybe we got a ten point lead. I'm looking at, at Alfred Morris to, to bang me out some yards and and run some clock out because we have to be realistic. On this is not a knock. This is not saying I don't have faith in CJ, but we got to be realistic. If CJ, if we think that CJ Beathard is going to outduel Aaron Rodgers in um, Lambeau Field, you know. Bro, you're smoking some. Hey, uh, pass me what you're smoking, bro. All right, real spit. weapons, and once again, he's injured. I can't, uh, I can't, yeah. I can't kind of stop saying that and relaying that message. Yeah, yeah but hopefully they give, him, hopefully they give him some of those uh, meds that they gave him on that one game where he was talking on the right. video. Like, hey, it was my. Let day. me ask you all this question right now. Do you think Green Bay scores over twenty four points? Over 24 points, uh, yeah. I got him like at 23 or 24. I'm confident RD we can hold him to 24. But then obviously, I will be going to be able to put a 25. So it's a two. I wish the scoring offense. The scoring offense, it's 22 point. Oh, uh, uh, no. Okay, basically 22, 23 points a game. There's ours. I'm so, sorry. 20, yeah, 22 ours, points what, a game. They're 23 for them or us? Uh, them. Them, their yeah. offense, back okay. yeah, their offense right, so scores 20, basically 23 points a game. So, three touchdowns in the field goal. Um, well, ultimately, I, the bigger question is this it is, I'll answer your question, but I'll answer your question in the form of a question. It is, I don't think that. 24 points is, is out of the realm, you know. Um, do you think that 24 points is, is too much to overcome? Do I you think essentially scoring, let's say, 27? I think this game is going to be closer than we think. I, get, I think it's going to be a 30-24, 27-24-type game. I don't think it's going to be um, a crazy blowout if all of our tactics no, and defense no. actually work out. No. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah, yeah. Uh, because the offensive I mean, line of the Green Bay Packers, we... the offensive line of the Green Bay Packers, 
is definitely their downfall. And I think I'm sorry, their offensive line is their downfall or ours? Yeah, no, their offensive line is a downfall for them. I think Brian Balaga has been a little hurt. I don't know if he's playing tonight, to be honest with you. Yeah, their their offensive line has not been very good at all. Um, yeah. And even like and add Harbaugh Rogers to that. Right and right. So that's why I said I still don't think twenty four points is out of the picture. I think both both teams can score twenty four points. Um, so that's why I think it's going to be you know it's it's going to be closer than a lot of fans expect. Um, I know a lot of people are thinking that you know we're going to go in there and Green Bay. I I was watching a guy on uh, Facebook Live today or something in NFC Elite or something like that, and he's like. The yeah. Niners are basically coming in here and tanking the season. He's like, there's no reason we shouldn't blow them out 34-3 to 3 or something like that. And I'm just, like, laughing. Like, dude, there's a lot of factors that go into football games. The biggest factor that we have right now is how pissed off this team is about being flexed out of Sunday night games, um, which you saw. By the way, do you guys even care about that? I really don't even care. No, I don't care about that. But the players do. Oh, like, yeah, sure. You know, the players are pissed off about it, and and that's good for us. There's one yeah. person that's gonna. There's one person though, like you said tonight, Richie James is a is a, you know maybe a, a sleeper. I, got, type I of think he's a tonight. sleeper. You know, he could give you right. those four catches, forty four yards, and get to one TD like Trent Taylor style or something like that. Yep. There's yeah. one person that I think has to be able to catch the football tonight, for in order for us to win. And I don't know if any of you will agree with me. Here's our song. Exactly. Well, Gerson is going to be a huge help, and that's what people are like kind of underestimating a little bit. Like, I know Gerson's kind of still been, uh, yeah, he's had some key drops, but he's just still the same guy. But he needs somebody like Goodwin on the opposite side that opens things up for him. Exactly, exactly. He, um, I, I said, who did you say that that was the the person who had to catch the ball for us to win? Oh, talking oh, about Pierre, Pierre Gerson, Pierre Gerson. obviously. Yeah, yeah, one of the missed opportunities that he's had. If you go back to one of my. And Adams, when Adam first joined me on the show, is back when when Juice uh, or when Jet had his injury. I expected Pierre Gasson to be a player that had to step up, you know, in the absence of, um, you know, Jarek McKinnon. So to me, as far as uh, I want to say, it was Michael. Uh, Mike on on nothing but Niners, and I also heard um, Brian Peacock say this on the Watch on Forty Niners podcast. Is that um, I think Niner fans kind of expected every player to have just a career year and the, and the same amount of production, you know, from every single player. And uh, there was no uh, factoring in the fact of that, that that you know some player might be some type of uh, some type of uh, you know, uh, regression or anything, but you and me both saw Trent Taylor the, the night before the home opener, and um, I don't know, his body language seems, you know, normal. Uh, but he didn't really seem happy that, you know, people were trying to take pictures with him and shit, but... <laughs> yeah. Hey. No, he was cool about it, though. But, but yeah, yeah, I think, he was I cool think I think the reason everybody is so against Pierre Garçon is because he had so many careers not dropping, a, like only dropping a single pass in an entire season. And he's got he like was a man last year, even with Hoyer and, and being like kind of yeah. a primary focus of offense too. So like, yeah. that's why I'm giving him some time. Um, on, Mike, has, 
Mike has gone on and said this on our show is uh, if you look at Pierre Garçon's uh, body language and stuff like that, he seems really ticked off with what's going on. Um, if you go back and watch some of his pressers, um, you watch his body language. And then it was just funny because Mike brought that up. And at first I'm like podcasting. I'm sitting there talking to him like, Mike, you're crazy, man. Like, you're crazy. Like, this is how he does all of his interviews. But the more and more I look at it, and since that time, Pierre Garçon has dropped a lot of passes that he would normally catch. Things that hit his hands. Things that hit his hands. Things that continue drives. Things that keep the ball moving. And we're seeing a side of Pierre Garçon that if you're a football fan and you've never seen Pierre, you've never seen. So Let me me ask you this, Nick. Sorry to interrupt you. Do you think a lot of that, kind of like the same thing, a veteran like Pierre Garçon, I think the same thing as far as our young players too. Do you think there was so much pressure on them? Like, you know when you want to do something so damn bad, you just tend to be a little off sometimes? Oh, yeah. When when you have to think or try too hard, it's going to throw your game off. Yeah, Um, and that's why I think tonight we can get it upset, a little less pressure, a little more of a nothing-to-lose essentially kind of mentality, you know, like everyone's against us, you know, like you said, disrespect, getting flexed out and all that. And I think, and I think that I our players up. tonight. I think I our players the tonight. Will... Blog, the the, yeah. the key to victory, and the, the the blog, the preview I did for for nothing but Niners. Um, yeah, yeah, I read that. But but yeah, the the, the players are, are are clearly took that as a slap in the face of ha- of having a game that's flexed out, and I think that that's yeah. a, a team that you're going to see fired up. The, the the thing that wor- worries me is, is I'll go ahead and and let y'all speak after this. Um, I'm gonna turn my mic off a little bit, and, and there's a couple of points I wanted to point out in this. Um, I definitely feel that two points is Niners. The only way I see the Niners losing is if it's like a uh, if we have to score, I would say more than thirty points. If we have to score like thirty three points. That might be a little uh, – we might be a little challenged to score 33 points. And that I, I think number, the number one factor is is pride. And, you know, I feel that, you know, at least they talk it, you know, and, um, you know, I would assume they walk it is, is that John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan have both talked about the expectations of what this organization is. And I I feel that overall we're we're headed in the right direction because realistically you couldn't expect like you like you essentially said, Nick, because this wasn't a Super Bowl caliber team. Did we to compete for Championship, you have to have a, a championship quali- quality roster, and that really, you know, we, we clearly was there. And so that that, that the expectations kind of got fast forwarded a little bit because you know the we got essentially the number one piece was the franchise quarterback, but I think maybe because it's been a long time, and you know we forgot what it seemed, but. We don't clearly, like you said, we don't have that number one receiver. We don't have that CO. We don't have that. I'll even take a John Taylor right now. But 
But I, that was kind of just my two cents. I, I was going to go ahead and I'm going to all kind of wrap and uh, look at these stats real quick. There was a couple of things I, want, I wanted to point out real fast. Yeah, so I, I mean, I agree with uh, Jay in one in in one particular point is I don't think we I don't agree that we have to score over thirty points to beat this team. I think we just have to be fundamentally sound. Um, but the only way we're going to win this game, obviously, is to score more points. So, um, the I think the X factor, like I said earlier, Adam is is that we definitely have to have some type of pass rush. We have to get up early, um, and we have to have key. Con- you know, contributions from players like Pierre Garçon or George Kittle um, and Ruben Foster and Fred Warner. Um, and, you know, just the defense as a whole, I think everybody on the defense has to play football tonight. Um, yeah. Correct. And, uh, you know, for us to even have an opportunity to win this game or keep us in this game, because if we're not tackling and we're missing tackles um, or we're not getting enough pressure and getting to um, uh, Aaron Rodgers get on him, um, closing that mobility to where he's injured, he can't get out of the pocket, um, he, he will eat us alive, and it will be a long night. Um, we can't underestimate Aaron Rodgers, injured or not. He's still Aaron Rodgers. Um, True. But the, the the key factor to all of that is is to be able to play fundamental football, uh, you know, the less the penalties, more control of the football, and, uh, you know, basically all the keys to victory that you have to do to win a football any given Sunday, Thursday, you know, Monday, um, you got to go out and play football and you got to play it fundamentally sound. Um, and you have to be smart and you can't be running around with your head on a swivel and you've got to be able to, to, to pinpoint what you, your job is at all 11 men on offense and defense need to do their job. Um, and everything has to work out perfectly to beat a team that, um, any team, it, you know, it could, it could be the Jacksonville Jaguars. It could be, you know, um, with Blake Bortles, it could, it could be any team and you have to, you have to capitalize on everything that you do correctly. And uh, that's, I mean, that's pretty much all I can say. You know, we all hope for a Niners win tonight. Um, is it impossible? No, it's definitely not impossible because anything can happen. Um, do I think it's going to be a harder road um, than it would be if we were a fresh, healthy team? Absolutely. Um, you know, because we, we are de- definitely decimated with injuries, um, has definitely put a, a burden on our season. Um but if if you're faithful, you know how it works, and um, you know we have to uh, we have to stick by our teams um, and understand that this team was not a Super Bowl contender this year. Um, but it's all the process of building, and that's the whole quota of brick by brick. Um, basically, we are building it brick by brick, and we will eventually get there. Um, just you know, to stay faithful and and don't let anything else get to us. Um, you know, injuries are going to happen, and we just got to stay prideful and uh, understand that you're a Niners fan through and through, and uh, shit happens. And, uh, you know, I'm not going to say it yet because we're only one and four, so I can't say on the next season or on to the draft yet because anything can happen. You can still start one and four, and you can still end up, uh, depending on your opponents, your players, the division, um, anything can happen. So, right. Well, yeah. So just, I mean, uh, I found where it comes down deep. to winning one out of the next two Sorry, games, man. and then after that, you got Cards, Raiders, Giants, which are three winnable games. Yeah. So I'm not holding my breath. I'm not going to be negative. I don't want to blow a bunch of smoke, but uh, we're going to get our answer relatively soon, the next couple hours. 
I'm yeah. still freaking refreshing my freaking Twitter page every other second. Um, yeah, did you guys see? Uh, did you guys, to come out. Yeah, did you guys see? Um, I know that I know this isn't Niners related, but um, Navarro Bowman's actually trying out for the Cleveland Browns right now. Yeah, I saw you guys that. didn't I see that. And um, also, the Seahawks owner died at 65. Man, you know, prayers out. No way. I'm not a. Yeah, even though I'm not a fan of the Seahawks or anything like that, but I mean that's a young age, so. You know, my condolences to uh, uh, his family and uh, things like that as well. So, crazy, man, yeah, 65 years old. That. Wow, that is insane. Yeah. And that's why I always say, freaking, don't take any day for granted. Enjoy yourselves because we're not promised absolutely nothing. Enjoy the game tonight because, once again, you know, they could all be taken away and next thing you know, yeah, you're man. gone. Enjoy what is in front of you and don't cry about what's not. So. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh, that's guys, uh, definitely. Uh, predictions? What are we talking? Uh, predictions? Oh man, you're gonna put me on the spot here. Um, I'll go first. I, I I said mine earlier. I got I got 49ers 23 22. I got them missing an extra point and pretty much getting two touchdowns the rest of field goals. So. So yeah. you got the Niners. So I got them. I got them getting three three field goals and two touchdowns. All right. I'm I'm probably gonna be I, yeah. not that I don't have. Not that I don't have faith that our team can win, but like I said, it's going to take every single ounce of energy and player to be able to do that. I don't feel that our players are going to do that tonight. I hate to be the Debbie Downer, but I think we lose. No, I'm not Debbie Downer. You're keeping it real. It's all good. I always yeah, I think that. Yeah, I think we lose 28-24. 28-24. All right. TJ? Or, or, or me yeah, and I'm still going live? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was thinking. Uh, I said we pull it out twenty-seven, twenty-four. 27, 24. I said that. Another thing I was going to tell you, Nick. Besides, uh, sorry to uh, you I guys said Bobby Gould. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Bobby Gould punches it in. Uh, a game winner as as time ticks down. I won't necessarily say maybe, but essentially a a game-winning field goal. Yeah, I see down twenty two twenty and Robbie Gold brings it home. Yeah, all right. There you go. Robbie Gold today. Hey guys, I hope you are absolutely one hundred percent correct and I am one hundred percent wrong. Believe that, just so you know. But uh you know, I gotta I gotta I gotta keep it real. Um, you know, I love this team in and out. I see the problems, I see what we need to fix. I'm not sure that it's gonna get fixed on one week with a a running back coming off of injury. Not sure what's gonna happen with playing in the cold weather. Um but I would love for the Niners to pull one out this week, but uh, I just don't see it happening yet. But I'm going to stick with my 28-24. But, uh, yeah, man, I really appreciate you guys I having me on the show. That. What's that? It's been fun. It's been fun. I, I can see that. really see that. that. That is not unrealistic to think. I can even see 31-24, 31-20, that type of score. And, Nick, here's what it comes down to. Honestly, it comes down to Devontae Adams and Jimmy Graham. The cool thing is this, yep. uh, this is going to be the, I'm sorry, the fourth game in a row that, uh, that uh, Malcolm Smith and Ruben Foster will actually be playing alongside Fred Warner. Jaquiski Tart is healthy, which is really key as far as matching up with Graham. So kind of another reason why I think we can hold them to just enough points with uh, Allison and uh, Cobb being out because I think it kind of comes down to Graham, who I think will match up very good with. And then Devontae Adams, uh, are they going to line him up with Akella yeah. on the left side? Uh, I'm not sure. Um, 
I, I wouldn't actually take it out um, take it out of the equation as far as Sherman possibly just shadowing Devontae Adams the whole time because he's the only one, in my own personal opinion, that really that kind of gives him that threat. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree no. with you guys. We'll see, though. Solis isn't going to mix it up, you know, but they're, you know, and I play it how they would, but they're not going to. By the way, I'm going to an update from Nick Wagner. George Kittle is yeah. out for the preseason game warm-ups, out as in he's on the field, so all signs point to him being ready for tonight. Oh, nice. okay. okay. That's big. When you That's said big. out, I was yeah. like, holy shit. Any word on Brito? Also, I've been pointing him to going as well, in my own, in, once again, in my own personal nice. opinion, but hopefully we get that one next. Yeah, I think okay. he, I think yeah, him, we'll see, I think him, Barcon, and uh, Kittle are all active. So I nice. think Brady will just be limited as far as reps go. So I'm, I'm just praying yeah. for a nice little bumbling, bruising type of Alfred Morris performance. Yeah, well, I mean, if you if you think about it, Brita Brita's had uh, limited action all year. I mean, only 10 to 12 carries a game, so that's pretty limited for him. But um, you know, I I could still see around eight to ten. Carries hopefully, hopefully more, but I mean he yeah. is the leading rusher in the league for twenty plus yard runs. So you never know. I think it's important but, just to have as a threat out of the passing game. That's what I really I, I trust Morris to go ahead and do more of obviously the low running. But you know I want him as that threat. You know we know we know how Shanahan does things. It's all about just kind of creating threats on the field. And uh, oh yeah, God, I'm so stoked to see Goodwin healthy. He's exactly. been out on the Lambo shirtless, freaking warming up. How crazy is that? Yeah. That's funny. Funny. But um, but yeah, guys, I'm gonna hop off here because I got some stuff to do before yeah, yeah, I get course. situated. Um, I really appreciate yeah, you uh, allowing so me much on and, coming uh, on, bro. Yeah, and thank then, you uh, so much. If you bro. guys don't, if you guys don't know who I am, you can find me on Twitter at Forty Nine er Faithful Three Six Five, as well as at Nothing But Niners. Uh, TJ writes for me as well. Um, you can follow our website. You can check out all of our social media there at NothingButNiners dot com. Um, and yeah, guys, if you want to give me a follow on Twitter. Hit me up, 49er Faithful 365. I'm always, always willing to talk 49ers. And, uh, guys, once again, it was a pleasure. I thank you so much for having me on. And, uh, sure. Go follow them, y'all. Thanks for being on, Nick. It was cool talk. You, it was awesome talking with you. Definitely, definitely. Hey, Go Niners. Hey, we got to get you back out here, too, brother. Yeah, man. I, I know. You. I know. I, I want to come out there sometime this year. We'll see what's up. We'll see how it goes. Definitely. definitely. All right, brother. And, uh, let's. Like I said, man, I appreciate it, and uh, you guys have a good night, and hopefully we pull off this for victory. For sure, for sure. You will be doing our thing on Twitter. Don't worry. We're not We're not going to not be talking for the rest of the night. That's for sure. Yeah, right? Yeah, man. Of course. All right, guys. I'll, All right, brother. Go down. We'll get you later, man. All right. All right, peace. All right, go down. That was awesome. So, uh, yeah, that was fun. Yeah, I, 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 I had reached out to him, and uh, at home, he said he was going to try to make it. Uh, last week and didn't make it. And he said he was really, really going to try to make it this week. So that that was cool to be able to have Nick on the show. I've, I've been trying to get him on for a minute. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so um, Nick brought up a, a million amazing good points. That that was actually really dope because being able to have the three of us wrap it up. But uh, so to me, I think – so we had all agree that you know we need to put pressure on on Aaron Rodgers. Uh, to you, who is your X factor on doing that? Who, who is somebody? 
So, so who do you somebody? You're saying that if I come to you and I say, "Hey, Adam, the Niners are going to sack Aaron Rodgers four times tonight," uh, non-deforce buggy. Let's just say Defoe gets one or two. Who to okay. you? Who, who, who besides Defoe? Who, who who are you thinking like? Okay, it's, they are obviously clearly made it a point to stop, stop Defoe. So this player has a game of the career game of his career because of it. Shoot, some people might think I'm crazy. I, I really do believe uh, Rogers is going to be dumping the ball off pretty darn fast, like the most he has yeah, in, a, in a great while. I don't think he's going to even kind of get close to taking some hits as far as somebody from the outside or else, you know, maybe I would go more of an edge rusher, which we really don't have a lot, obviously, except Marsh. But uh, yeah. I think it might come down to Arik Armstead, and I know that might sound a little crazy. Um, he's been getting most of the snaps and nickel on the inside next to Buckner. Um, obviously, solely snaps yeah. have been going up a little steadily as the week's been going by. So, you know, I, I would say number one, Armstead, but then after that, probably any out of the three as far as solely – you know, Earl Mitchell and Sheldon Dago. Um, those are my X factors oh. on the as far as defensive line goes. But, you know, Colbert really important, Tart really important to be able to match up with Graham. Um, you know, obviously, freaking Colbert's been our center fielder, so really important. Uh, yeah. Well, I, uh, speaking of Colbert, I have to do this because after that play, Let's give credit where credit due. He, he played a fairly good game after after that first play. You know, right. So he, he deserves to at least have that 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 little bit of nod. Um, I agree with you. Um, I'm gonna stay. To me, is is I agree with you, and for some reason, I hope that this becomes. A point on this play, my, my little X factor is going to be, I think Defoe is going to go off. I think if you're talking about DeForest Buckner and um, Ruben Foster, uh, a lot of these players making their Monday night debut, is I, I think that's super important, Basically, um, my my player is um, Cassius Morris. I think not a bad pick. Not a bad pick. I just you know I just don't know how confident I feel that if he's even going to have enough time to get to Rodgers because I just think he's going to be once again just freaking dumping that thing off so much, which is probably makes the the linebackers that much more of a, a more of a focal point. Uh, focal point. I'm sorry. I should say tonight. Um, just just because I can see him dumping that off a lot, you know. So they're going to have to do all the dirty work. No, no, no. I do, and I'm just hoping that maybe I'm not necessarily saying sacks, but to me, I think if you're going, let's say, a quick screen game or or somehow, he's going to have an impact on the game. I feel that, that to me, he's a high effort player, and you know, I For think sure, that I it is, is, you know, everybody's saying sack, 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 sack. It, I don't think it's sacks today. Yeah, I agree because with you. Because I think that I'm going important. to Especially on a team like tonight. Yeah, I'm going to Cassius Morris, and I'm almost telling him 
Yeah, you know what? You know, Aaron, look, can we all agree? Look, if Aaron Rodgers kills us with his legs tonight, I'll take that. I'll put my money down on that. I'll put my money down on a quarterback who is not really, you know, famous for his legs is going to come and beat us, you know, and uh, he's not going to beat us with his legs. No. I'll put my money down that Aaron Rodgers is not going to do that. So I'm telling Aaron Rod- I'm telling Cassius Marsh, you know, whoever, is it almost just, hey, almost like a pseudo linebacker role, almost. It's almost like, hey, look, I, I want you to, you're not going to get to him, but we need him to make plays still be able to affect the game. Right. You, you, you feel me, whether that's bat downs, whether that's quarterback hits, whether that's tackles for losses, it, it's just somebody, whether it's Cassius Morris, DeForest Buckner, uh, uh, sorry, I, I said anybody but DeForest Buckner, uh, Solomon Thomas. And to me, it, it's this good game. Where, you know, I'm not going to say Solomon Thomas is a complete bust if, you know, he doesn't have a monster game this game, but... What you mean complete, sir? <laughs> I'm just... I'm not saying that he's... Uh, he's just... I think this, I want to see something from him tonight. I, I, I totally agree with you, and and here's pretty much my my bottom line on Solomon Thomas. Once again, in my own opinion, you can respect it. You can choose to call me a jackass on the inside if anybody likes. But what it comes down to is, in my own personal opinion, I think he's a very good base player. Obviously, he played base defensive end, um, great against the run. Uh, I think he has more than enough athleticism to be able to play defensive end and base. Um, but then it comes down to a nickel because of Armstead's emergence and kind of being that guy that we kind of envision as far as just big, strong, kind of bull, bull rushing and bulldozing his way through, you know, I, I had, he's, he's essentially stolen some of the snaps that Sully was getting um, in nickel inside next yeah. to Buck last year. And obviously now it's more of an Armstead and, uh, and Buckner show, but that doesn't mean we have to crap on Solomon Thomas because he hasn't been playing as much inside where he's best off in nickel. I think that's pretty much what it comes down to. You really want to know is my best hope for Solomon Thomas is next year. Because let's just say ideally that Armstead isn't here next year via trade, right? via cutting, via whatever. Right. And ideally Solomon Thomas plays inside. And I think then maybe next year, because uh, Ray, uh, Dennis Brown, who does the pregame for Niners, uh, for uh, the Niners on KMBR here, here here in the Bay Area, um, he essentially said Solomon Thomas is, is out of position. He's an inside player. Correct. And in nickel, he is. In base, he's just fine on the edge. You know, you're. Yeah. He, he, he's not a elite edge third down nickel edge rusher. It, 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 right. It's I to totally be my best hope. He's for, not. 
he's not an edge rusher nickel. He's he, he plays the edge and base where you know exactly. obviously most oh, yeah, teams well, yeah. need to do a yeah, short pass or run. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I agree with you there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but to, to me, I think his his best game is him and the Forrest Buckner on the inside eating up, and then ideally we have Nick Bosa or a, a free agent as rusher eating because we force him out on the edge. I think we sure. have your boy on the line. I'm gonna go ahead and let you see if it's yeah. I told him to call in. We'll let him introduce yeah, himself. Let's, let's but uh, yeah, Chase, Chase is adorable. Hope I pronounced that hey, right. How's it going, guys? What up, Chase? Not too much. Not too much. How you doing, my dog? Good. Just getting ready for this Niners game. I don't know how how I feel about this. How are you guys feeling? All right. Well, I mean, let's let's get your take on it. We've been we've been talking about it for almost an hour and a half. I hope that's okay, TJ. Yeah, 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 of course, of course. Let us know how yeah, you feel, so Chase. I'm, What's going on? I don't know, man. Like, I feel like we're going to be one of those teams like how we were last year, how we're going to be in every game, and then, like, there's going to be something like a fumble or a pick that just kills us at the end. So that's good that we're competitive. But, I mean, can we break right. down Rodgers? You know, it's, it's going to be hard. And it's, like you were saying, you know, we're, his legs ain't going to beat us. I don't think they have to beat us tonight. A lot of their offense is based off of, you know, him finding the right read, and it needs to be a defender to make the play. Like on a lot of those, like, flat and uh, slant plays. Uh, and then a lot of, like, the, the dig routes over the middle, they run multiples of those. So it'll be interesting to see how our secondary can handle that, especially because we've been so bad these last couple weeks. Right, right. And I'm not sure if you're aware, but Randall, it obviously helps in our favor that Randall Cobb and Geronimo uh, Allison, I believe is how you pronounce it. So they're slot and number yeah. two wide receiver out tonight. So uh, big boost for Absolutely. us, obviously, once again, Rodgers and Mobile. Uh, kind of relatively healthy on defense, you know, which makes me that much more excited to see him tonight. You know, it's going to be like the fourth game um, that uh, – that Malcolm Smith and Ruben Foster will be actually playing together alongside Fred Warner. So they're developing that chemistry, um, you know, look for Rodgers to dump it off a lot because he is kind of immobile. But obviously with our scheme that we run and obviously being healthy in our linebackers um, and then Jaquiski Tart, which is a very huge important part as far as uh, being able to match up with Jimmy Graham and everything. So you're pretty much looking at, you know, Devontae Adams and Jimmy Graham having to kind of beat us tonight. And with a scheme that we run and having help on defense, I, I said earlier, the key is, can the 49ers hold the Packers to 24 points? What do you think? Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I, see, the thing is, is like, I've been watching a lot, and they they run a lot of uh, Devontae Adams close to the line and on the left. So I don't think Sherman's going to be covering him, which means they'll probably throw, like, a, a Quantamia, St. Yeah. Brown, if I'm, uh, him or Valdez Scantling over on Sherman's side, and then they're going to try to use basically Devontae Adams. And I agree. I think our defense is up to the task. I think – our defense is what was good. I'm glad we got Matt Breida going tonight. That's that's got me stoked right now. But right, good win. Kittle looks on track. Yeah, right. I, I just don't know though. Like, I just don't have the confidence. I don't know why. I like this team. Like, I know they still perform well. The the pass rush and and obviously not getting any takeaways on defense is going to be hurt. I don't know if we do that again tonight. Right. I don't think we get I, many takeaways. I totally on know how well. you feel. You just you just unsure like what we're actually going to see on both sides of the ball. And once again, the key is. 49ers still to this day, you know, obviously it's games, I mean, game six today, we still haven't played full yeah. course of good football. So, I mean, I understand. I'm yeah. Obviously, I'm not nervous because it's not like, oh, my God, you know, like we got freaking crazy, you know, implications on this season, obviously with the circumstance we're dealing with now. But uh, yeah. I really don't know what to get. But uh, once again, I'm excited for the defense to see what we're able to do tonight against them. 
And then the Packers actually have very sneakily the number four ranked defense. So what kind yeah, of performance are we going to put up against them? Obviously, Goodwin was a huge boost for that. Yeah, they they have a really good pass defense as well. And um, but they've been shaky right. at times. Sometimes the pass defense shows up. Sometimes it doesn't. But when it shows up, it's legit. So yeah, it's that's really what's going to come down to yards, passing yards. Yeah, yeah. No, I see. But the one thing I will say is compared to last season and even the preseason, CJ Beathard has looked damn good. I will say that. I had no confidence from that preseason performances he had. And then even the – I mean, besides the Giants game last year, he didn't look that great. And he's right. come in and done well. I don't think most of those picks have been his fault. He's kind of been snake bit a little bit. Pocket yeah. presence should, should be better but um, with the fumbles. But I, I think CJ can do it. And I think he's got a lot of confidence, and I definitely think the team's behind him. So it's going to be Mitchell interesting. Too. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, I think they got they got us what nine and a half for the Packers on the betting line right now. I, you know what, I, I, at the beginning of the week when they didn't have when they had Allison and Cobb probably maybe going, I was thinking yeah, that I'm wondering if they're not going to cover that with the injuries being out. Yeah, I don't know. But it might, it doesn't might really have, matter but, who does the shit. I'm not betting on the game. <laughs> yeah, right. Definitely not. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, I think we, even though I think we'll cover if somebody is betting out there, yeah. I think the four nines will cover. Don't come and shoot me if we don't. I don't think they'll cover like by like ten they did points. did a lot of the times last year. Wait, so so I'm not a big better. So so let me make this sure. If I if I were to say I take the Niners in this one to cover, basically uh-huh. I'm saying that the Packers have to beat us by ten points. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Okay. So yeah, 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 I don't see us. I, I don't well, see us. Uh, yeah, we have to finish within ten points if it's at nine and a half. So. I mean, it's close. It could happen because, I mean, we've seen it last, uh, the game against the Chargers uh, when they got pick sixes and stuff. And the Card- I'm sorry, the Cardinals when they got pick sixes. Yeah. They, they ran up the score at the end when it was a lot closer. So it could happen where we don't cover. We just don't know. It's true. It's you never, know. You never know what's going to happen, we, especially with garbage time. It possibly ends up occurring, whatever. But uh, Niners covered 10 times last year. So just yeah. throwing well, that well, back that they won more <laughs> and they lost their bets. So, Jace, um First of all, uh, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Uh, we really, really, really appreciate it. Um, before we get into our conversation, there was, there was a couple of things. That, there was some personal business. I had, uh, well, some, some show business I had to handle. But um, why don't you go ahead and um, plug all your, you know, your, the info for the show and, and social media and all that. And then uh, when I bring people on the show for the first time, I like to tell them what I call their faithful story. I met um, I met somebody who basically is up there in the Niners organization that had a lot to do with that show, The Faithful, and I, I kind of talked to him about it, and I said, you know, that was kind of the coolest part I thought about that show was, was being able to hear people's stories. So uh, <clears throat> why don't we start with exactly, especially somebody living in San Diego. How does somebody living in, in, in San Diego become a Niners fan? Um, cause Dean Spanos is one of the worst persons on the planet. No, I was, I was actually a diehard Chargers fan most of my life. Um, like diehard, knew everybody on the team, everything. And then I started following loosely right around the Harbaugh era. Um, cause I had some friends that were diehard Niners fans. So I started following uh, loosely around there and it was always good cause our games are always blacked out. So I'd at least get to watch them. And, um, and then once they moved, I was like, you know what? I'm just going to jump on the Niners, like close to home and it's in California and I can't root for LA teams. So I uh, 
uh, I was down, so I'm down for the Niners, and I hopped on for the Brian Horrid show, and man, I'm so glad I got Jimmy. <laughs> wow, what a story there. But hey, guys, sorry to interrupt. You guys go ahead and finish off the show and everything. Chase, I'm guessing I'll still see you tonight for the game? Yep, I will be there. All right, sweet. I'm going to go get this gym session in. All right, TJ, thanks again, my man. I'll talk to you soon, all right? Yes, sir. Take care, y'all. Go Niners, baby. Yep. Go Niners. Yeah, so, um, okay, so um, we uh, – oh. Yeah, good. I'm glad because uh, I'm not going to have him on the air. Um, that's not a Niner fan. I apologize that. Uh, I'll talk to Adam about that later. Uh, we will not have that man back on air. Uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, is what we call a bandwagoner. But uh, so I will uh, holler at Adam about that. Um, well, that kind of killed the rest of the show, so I think that we're going to go ahead and, and, and get up out of here. Um, yeah, so I can I can go handle some personal business that I have to handle. But but that was a really good show. Uh, I really enjoyed having it. Uh, it's about an hour and a half. That's, that's pretty good. Um, so I'd like to thank everybody for listening this week. I shall see y'all next week. Back to our normal time. Same bad time. Same bad channel. Till then, I'm going to say peace, love, and happiness. Peace, faith, love, and happiness. Go Niners. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.